Gunga Cast, episode 13, December 9th, 2008. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's Gunga Cast, the David Swimmer Liberation Front Movie Hour. This is your host, Greg Maloney from Lake Orange, Michigan. Hey, everyone, this is Jim Maloney at Rochester Hills, Michigan. And this is Jeff Hendrickson in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And a quick question, uh, James and Jeff, do you know what David Fincher and Nazis have in common? Um, Don't answer um, that. Don't answer that, because that's a question we're going to answer later during the episode. That's going to be one of the big things. I also wanted to remind our audience that we will be spoiling movie endings sometimes, and we may be swearing throughout the episode. And I do want to take this time to plug uh, our Christmas episode next week. We'll be discussing all sorts of sappy Christmas stuff. Perhaps what Jim's favorite Christmas movie is, I don't know. He might, you know, might be able to treat us with that information. And we actually, yeah, if we're lucky, if we're that lucky. And we actually have the Family Feud quiz coming up on the Sunday, the 21st. It's going to be at 6 o'clock. There's information at gungapid.com forums. Uh, we are going to be doing sort of a giant quiz, inviting all the audience, anybody that has a microphone and that's willing to come along for the ride. We're going to be doing a... Uh, a fight between Jeff and I. We're going to be the, the family teams, and uh, I'm looking for a good team here. Jeff's Jeff doesn't. You're going to need one. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need. <laughs> I'm going to need a good team to beat Jeff. And, uh, it, it's going to be a blast. I really think it's going to be a good time. And uh, Jim's going to be the puzzle master. James, you got, my questions are up to the task. Are you working on the voice? Is the question like that's the big? No, I'm w- working on my verbal uh, game showing noises at the moment. The, you're gonna have to somehow do kissing over the audio and just be like, "Oh, Lisa, how are you, sweetheart?" Kiss, kiss. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Was that you, Jeff? That was pretty good. No, that was actually James. I'm really impressed. That's... But yeah, that will be um, so Sunday, the 21st. If you uh, are interested, go ahead and check out on the forums. You can mention that you're gonna be there, there, or just uh, show up the day of, and I'll be around to answer your your microphone questions and stuff early. But that should be a good time. And now we are back to the question. What is what do Nazis and David Fincher have in common? Yeah, hey, the suspense is killing me, Greg. What do Nazis and David Fincher have in common? They both have a movie somewhat uh coming out. It's gonna be Nazis around, have a movie coming yeah, out. Yeah, the Nazis have a movie coming out. And it's ah. gonna be uh Christmas. I think but the the movie for David Fincher, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, I think that is, is Christmas, Christmas Day. Uh Valkyrie's close. I don't remember the exact day. Oh. And here I thought this was just a Laffy Taffy style riddle. <laughs> Those aren't riddles. Those are puns. Those are jokes. This isn't a riddle. But it's going to be, yeah, I the, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button looks like a pretty cool movie. David Fincher's always been uh, pretty interesting. I, I don't know if we can say always, but he, he has been pretty interesting. I mean, he, he's, he's definitely a good director when he wants to be, but he's, been, he's done some really not good stuff, too, so... I've actually been surprised to see that I think I've seen all of his movies. Hmm. It's going over the list. Well, he has what? He has about five? Five? Um, I've seen six of his movies. Uh, well, maybe then he's got six. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, maybe. So whatever that is. Why don't you just tell me the movie you want to see? <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I have not seen Zodiac. Um, I think the rest of them I've seen, though. I don't even know what the hell Zodiac's about. It's about, about the, Zodiac the Zodiac killer. Real-life serial killer. Well, that's um, in the San Francisco area, I believe. That sounds pretty lame. It was okay. Jim, you was, saw that movie, right? Yeah, it was it was decent. 
Um, I had never, I wasn't really familiar with the whole history of it and, you know, what was really involved in that. So it's kind of interesting from that point of view. But as far as acting and that sort of stuff, yeah, it was just all right. David Fincher, for those who don't know, is the guy that directed um, probably the most famous of his films, is either Fight Club or Seven, um, both great movies. Also, a, a really cool movie that he directed in between them is called The Game, starring Michael Douglas. Um, his uh, his first movie, I believe, was, um, was it Alien 3, right? I think, yeah, I think you're right. I forgot how much of a big uh, your game fan you are. You really I like really that. liked the movie The Game, yeah. I don't know if that, no. I, was say, I don't know how much I had to do with like the directing, but. What did you like so much about that one, Jeff? Uh, you know, I, th- I thought the uh, the suspense in that movie was excellent. It's a it's a uh, it's a creepy movie. I think that the um, I think Michael Douglas does a good job in it, and uh, the uh, the score for it is like this really simple uh, like piano tune, and I really think that that adds to the creepiness of the movie. Um, overall, I just think uh, a, a nice plot. Uh, nothing you know, nothing superb about it, but just accomplishes exactly what it sets out to, and I, I always like that in a movie. If we're gonna be pointing out what Fincher, when Fincher pretty much carried a movie, I wouldn't say he carried it, but he really did a good job in Seven. Like his, I would agree. Yeah, his uh, directing and working on that uh, that cinema, cinematic artwork, it was really, really good. And Seven was, other than Brad Pitt's performance at the end, I think Seven's Seven's one of my favorite movies. I'll put it, I'll put it in the top fifty. Yeah, Brad Pitt, while he Brad is a very good actor, was pretty miserable at the end of the movie. <laughs> I actually didn't mind him. I thought he did a good job. What I really loved about Seven, though, is they didn't cop out and go for the the nice Hollywood ending where he doesn't pull the trigger. That's yeah, a- yeah, that's true. There yeah, was actually was- uh, a tidbit with David Fincher. Is a lot of his movies do end on a weird note. Like, you know, the game, you know, Douglas, <laughs> heads up, spoiler alert, the Douglas jumps off to commit suicide. Uh, yeah, I didn't like the ending of that movie, by the way. You didn't? I love the ending of that movie. <laughs> I, I don't know if you could like the or not like the ending and like the movie at all. I feel like the ending is the whole movie. Yeah, Fight Club. It uh, seems like a stretch for me that they have got that planned out. But anyway, continue. <laughs> well, of course it's a stretch, but it's it, um, did, did, Fight, Fight Club's another one where I really like. I I'm a huge fan of that book um, and all, but I really feel like he he took a it, the guy that wrote it also. I believe Jim Ools is his name. Uh, both guys took a lot of liberties and uh, and really did a great job. I think uh, bringing that to the big screen. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I I would like to focus on his next movie that he did uh, after Fight Club, a movie called Panic Room, uh, starring I'll, Jody Foster. Yo, thank you, thank you, moderator Greg. Um, it's not good. It's um, it's the the idea is that uh, Jodie Foster lives in this house with her diabetic daughter who uh, grew up to play the girl in Twilight. Um, oh, she looks God. like a boy in this movie, though. Um, and uh, she, so she, yeah, she um, like these criminals break into her house because they think they know where like some some treasure is or whatever and they hide in the panic room and then, then like the, the whole thing is like the treasure's in the panic room so it's like these criminals trying to get in there but the daughter's uh the daughter's asthmatic not diabetic and needs like her inhaler so like jody foster has to run on getting the inhaler and come back and then like it's like this whole thing the only saving grace was that i guess there was supposed to be like this undertone of like the three criminals were the uh the ego the id and the super ego and and like how that all played out but uh, that, that's really cool. yeah I, i've only this was one one of those movies that will like you walk in, you see it on cable, and I'm like, "Oh, I want to see this from the beginning," and I start, I turned it off. And that is interesting that they try to do the ego, the id, and that's really interesting. But it didn't work out that way. I'm guessing it didn't. It seem- just it it didn't wind up being yeah. a very good movie. 
Gotcha. James, what do you think of it? You've seen it, right? Yeah, I saw it. It was, yeah, I pretty much agree with Jeff. It wasn't all that great. Um, honestly, I have a hard time remembering much about it, so it couldn't be too memorable. I do remember Forrest Whitaker being a bad guy and uh, that country singer, um, Dwight Yoakam. Dwight Yoakam. In it. Yeah, Dwight Yoakam's a bad guy. Uh, Jared Leto is the, other, the third bad guy. Oh, okay. Niche. The, do you think, other than like when we said seven, you think the game, you, Dave Fincher did a good job. Do you think Fight Club? Do you think that any of that's uh, any of that uh, popularity was you know was David Fincher's responsibility, or do you think that was pretty much the actors and the the story? You mean as far as bringing people to the movie? No, I'm talking about as in did David Fincher do such a great job? That's why Fight Club was a good movie, or was it just you know the actors were great? Any any idiot could have shot that movie, or was it? I don't remember it, anything like anything special about the the shooting or any of the like. Really, the there, there was a lot of really cool stuff in that movie. As far as like the, uh, I mean, I can't speak to like the cinematography as much as some other people, but like you know, the opening scene with the, uh, it's certainly not you know you can't write it into the book where like the opening scene is is the extreme close up zooming out from the gun and like that whole thing and a lot of the. Uh, the, a lot uh, of the uh, like really fast moving shots in between, like when he's the talking shopping about like, catalog is awesome. Yeah, the shopping catalog is a, a fantastic scene where his house turns or his apartment turns. Where into things the are when, yeah, when things are popping into existence and yep. they have yeah, the price yeah. tags on it. Scene, very interesting, very interesting. That, the intro to seven was really cool too. I remember that that was a, a nice, good opening sequence to it. How did that go? I just remember it had the Nine Inch Nails song. Though. Yeah, and it was, uh, you just saw, like, the hands of the killer, and he's, like, meticulously cutting stuff and, like, making, I don't remember what he's making, but he's just slowly, you just see, like, the fingers, and it's got the band-aids on it, because he, he's been cutting off his uh, fingerprints. He's been, he's been ripping his fingerprints off. So, when it comes to the the newest, the latest, the Curious Case of Benjamin Button, not only does this, it seems like a pretty uh, pretty interesting plot, but uh, I might actually go see this movie. There's- the part that surprises me about it is it seems like, if you look at his list of other movies, I mean, Alien 3, 7, Game, Fight Club, I mean, it's kind of like, got like a very dark motif to it, whereas this doesn't really seem to have that same tone to it. Maybe know. I'm just reading it wrong, but... I it, think it is sort of a... A, I don't know if tragedy is the word, but it's a guy aging backwards, and I think it's just supposed to be this guy's this guy's life. Not only is curious, it's I think it's tragic in the end. Yeah, it's, but yeah, everything else seems to have some element of violence in it. Oh, god, this yeah. one doesn't seem to be anything like that. You know, this is kind of amazing. The guy that uh, the guy that wrote um, uh, the screenplay and the story for the Curious Case of, case of Benjamin Button also wrote a lot of other stuff. Uh, Forrest Gump. Uh, is probably the, the top one, but uh, such great movies as The Postman, Munich, Ali. Is The Postman? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I get it. Kind of kidding about yeah, The Postman. I got it. But seriously, he wrote Forrest Gump, and that's I think that's pretty cool. One thing I did like about Seven and the extras, I don't know if you guys have ever seen any of the extras for that one, but uh, they have some of the storyboard for it. Have you seen the alternate ending storyboard? That might be it. And the, oh. in the storyboard... Morgan Freeman's character is like this tubby, big white guy. It's pretty- yeah, I, I, I remember that. Yeah, it's like a, like a fat, angry-looking white cop dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not talking about uh, Seven anymore. We're talking about The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, James. Oh, sorry. Sorry. And you, uh, your boy, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's in a lot of these movies. <laughs> we, uh, He's always your boy. Just, 
this is this is the third Fincher movie he's in, and all all the, the other two were fantastic. So I've got nothing but high hopes for this. I'm not going to go see it like on Christmas or anything, but I I will definitely try and go see this movie. And that's another great question: Are people see like is that a family thing to go catch a movie on Christmas? Like there aren't well, there, many places open on Christmas, and it's theaters that are the places that Chinese places as well. <laughs> but um, you've got you know you've got people that don't celebrate Christmas for one, um, you know. Uh, and for two, you've got people, apparently it's a pretty popular thing for like moms to kick their families out of the house to do all like the, uh, you know, like the, the cooking and stuff like that. So that when the family comes back, like, or men, or men, sure. Yeah. I'm not, don't be silly. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Uh, but, um, yeah, like apparently do people do go see movies on Christmas and that's why they come out on Christmas a lot. Apparently it's one of the bigger Christmas or one of the bigger movie days of the year. Interesting. Cool. And uh, also starring with Brad Pitt, we have Kate Blanchett, which is always genius. Although her, she's got a plays a character named Daisy. That's not that's not a very cool name. <laughs> so the jury's still out for me on her. I I still can't decide if I'm a fan or not. Yeah, because she was in the latest Indiana Jones movie and she got sucked up by aliens. Yeah, she sucked in that movie. Um, <laughs> that's not quite the reason, but okay. You, you know, you know who's in this movie that's awesome, and I'm always happy to see him in more stuff. Is a guy named Jason Fleming. Um, he was in Lockstock and uh, in Two Smoking Barrels and yeah. Snatch. Was, we, we, uh, we talked about him before. I remember. That. Yeah, yeah. He's. I really, really yeah. like this guy. Yeah. What's that? I said, who was he in Snatch? Do you remember? He was one. Of, he was like the the second, aside from Brad Pitt, like the second most prominent gypsy dude. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, he he does do a really good job. I think unfortunately he was in he was in Transporter Two, I think, which was an unfortunate turn of events. But uh, other than that, is this the guy that kind of mildly looks like the lead singer to Spin Doctors? uh, Sure. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do know Spin Doctors is extraordinary gentleman, which is unfortunate. Also, yeah, I was going to bring that up uh, because I was considering the Leave Extraordinary Gentleman to be a Nazi movie, but then I realized it's supposed to be based in like 1890 or something. Anytime I don't think Nazis goes on in Europe, Greg is pretty convinced there are Nazis in it. <laughs> oh, man. Which uh, Before we do go on to Nazis, I wanted to bring up Tilda Swinton, too, who's also in this movie. Who I like She Tilda won Swinton. Best Supporting just recently for uh, Michael, uh, Michael Clayton, Clayton right? yeah, which was a pretty yeah. good movie. I like that movie. But uh, she's been around for a while. She's been paying her dues, and I'm happy she's uh, starting to get some, some press. You know, anytime, and you, you hate to you hate to pitch it. Like she's not certainly not an unattractive woman, but every time you see somebody that's not like a drop dead gorgeous woman make it in Hollywood, I think it's kind of a good thing. Like you know, she's just clearly a very good actress, and it's cool to see that work. You know, for somebody not to get overly emotional on people, but it is sort of annoying that the only, or for the most part, the people that make it into movies are just ridiculously unrealistically attractive. I'll completely agree with that. Although, we know where Jim stands in Underworld or whatever it is. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, Jim liked Underworld, so we can, we can just understand. Yeah, that's great. Uh, uh, Rogie did, too. So we have to give Ro- – Rogie's right on that boat. He'll never listen to this, so we can make fun of Rogie. We should make fun of Rogie all the time on this show. He'll never <laughs> that's actually it. a good idea. Okay, It'll be start. like an I killed Josh comment. Yeah, and speaking of movies that Rogie would love, uh, let's talk about Nazi movies. Uh, we, yeah. The – Reason we Indiana are Jones. <laughs> the reason we are going to be uh, discussing Nazi movies is because we Tom Cruise. I'm, I'm calling it the Tom Cruise movie because I didn't see who else is attached to this, but Tom Cruise movie uh, Valkyrie, I believe, is also coming out on Christmas, and uh, Brian Singer is directing it. Which I don't, I don't. He did Usual Suspects, but after that, I don't know, man. X Men. Yeah, yeah. He did yeah. App Pupil in the middle, which was interesting because uh, there you go, a Nazi movie. <laughs> yeah, good call. And David Schwimmer movie. There is that's the whole thing. Wow. 
Yeah, so before, before delving too deeply into Nazis, uh, one question that came to mind and uh, came up in a conversation earlier, I guess, is uh, Tom Cruise. I mean, are you guys in the, the camp of people who will go or not go to a movie based on whether or not they like, like the person who's in it, let alone his acting ability? I'm just, fully able to separate the art from the artist. That's how I am, but I ran into some people that are just like, yeah, I'm not going to that. That guy's just, you know, a whack job. I'm oh, okay. Like, so he's you know, a Scientologist. I'm his friend. Yeah, I just, yeah. You know, if he's entertaining in a movie, that's all I care about. I don't know, but what if, what if you go a step further? That's a slippery slope, because what if we go, uh, okay, let's say he's a sex addict with 16-year-olds, then maybe I won't go see, see his movie. I don't know. I don't know. Well, then he'll be arrested and he won't be in movies. <laughs> Maybe Unless he moves to Argentina for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. That's true. <laughs> but, um, oh, I, you know, I mean, obviously, I, I think it is a bit of a slippery slope. I see Greg's point. But, I mean, for movies, music, anything, I think you need to be able to separate the person's, uh, their personal life and their beliefs from their, you know, from their art. Otherwise, you'd just be miserable and looking into, you know, like, you know, if you if you don't like uh, if you don't like Michael Stipe's view on you know eating meat, you can't listen to REM and like all that. Stuff. You can't you can't base things on that. Even not so much that. It's just okay. He annoyed me on such and such a talk show, so now I find him annoying. I mean, I don't even think about that kind of stuff when I go to the movies. I think he's kind of annoying as an actor, uh, so that bugs right. Me. And in the performances, that's one thing. But yeah, just off camera versus on camera. It's just I never even cared about the the differences. It's, I don't know, that's tough. In general, I agree with you, but I think there will probably be some outstanding cases where it's just like, yeah, this guy's a complete dick. I'm not going to go see his movie. That's pretty much uh, the whole idea. Um, so, uh, Tom Cruise, Brian Singer, let's discuss him a little bit more. Do, I, I don't know, I don't know. I, after Usual Suspects, like I said, Brian Singer hasn't really impressed me. X-Men was a, I'm not going to say an, abor- an abortion of a movie. I was, was what I was going to say, but uh, Superman Returns. Did he do Superman? Yeah, that was. Okay, I actually I, guess. I think he had a crappy script to work with, but whatever. It was a. It was very much a repeat of the first Superman, as far as like, okay, I'm reintroducing the character. You know, we're just kind of doing the, you know, the awe of seeing him again type of thing. But for whatever reason, it really worked for him. I thought, and I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Mm. It was it was it was, it was good. It was good. It was good. I'll give that to you. Uh, so this movie is pretty much about Nazis within the regime trying to overthrow Hitler, right? Or is it some outside force trying to overthrow Hitler? No, it's well, it's definitely Germans trying to get rid of Mr. Hitler. Yeah, I thought Got they it. were German military people, which would have made them technically Nazis. So yeah, yeah, I think that's what it's about. That's interesting. Which is based on a true story, from what I understand. That's sort of cool. Did, uh, it's probably very loosely based, but <laughs> right. it's, it's yeah. just a guess. It's Hollywood. It's pretty accurate, I'd assume. So, <laughs> what is, what is it about the Nazi that just encompasses the worst in everything? Like it's like your it's your cookie cutter bad guy. I really First of all, they're German. Um, nobody it's, likes Germans. It's uh, kind of all they slaughtered like an entire race of people. Almost, know. yeah. They certainly tried to, and, and not including like all the gypsies and homosexuals and uh, just pretty much anybody they didn't like. Uh, but yeah, they, they're they're a pretty bad group, Greg. Um, I don't know if you you know had <laughs> high school um, and learned about this stuff, but or if you've seen any of these yeah, movies that they... we're about to talk about. But yeah, they're they pretty pretty bad group of dudes. Isn't there somebody? Is there nobody else? Is there nobody else out there to just pick to be the the worst the worst scum of the earth? Um, you know, there, there might be, but the uniforms oh, aren't as good. White man's pretty bad. So, yeah. What did you, what did you <laughs> say, James? 
said the white man's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, I'd say so. Maybe, maybe they all, maybe there should be tons but of. But they didn't all wear one uniform, That's and also true. it wasn't so concentrated. Like Nazis had like seven years and just fucked things up like crazy. White men had like a thousand years to do it and fuck things up like crazy. So, eh. all right. And since since we're all non-white men, we can we can talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll agree. I'll agree. So it, it actually came up while we were discussing why Nazis were so were so popular and how they keep coming out with movie after movie about the Nazi regime. It is sort of interesting that they're doing a battle within the Nazi regime. But uh, the some of the other movies I thought of, of course, they've been Indiana Jones, like Jeff brought up. I know yeah, Jim, the reason Jim I yelled yeah. that out was because it's Jim's favorite movie, and I, and I wanted to get it out before Jim did. So Greg and I were joking about how soon I'd have to say it to get it out. Or James is crossing that one off the list. James, let's get this on record. The Lost Ark is your favorite movie, period, isn't it? Correct. Raiders Lost Ark. Number one, without without but a doubt. To be a distinction, bullet. I know it's not the best movie. It's your favorite movie. I, yes. I think that's that's a very fair answer. Mm. I know that it's definitely an opinion thing. Yeah, yeah. That's very that's very interesting. I'd have a really hard time pinpointing my number one, and I'm 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 sort of jealous that you can do that. That's cool. It's kind of hard to argue with it when I've seen it ten times in the theater. A nine of it during its original release. So it better release. be your favorite movie. <laughs> I spent $100 on seeing this movie in the theater. <laughs> I just have too much invested to dump it now, you know. I, the, I think the really – anything where they add – not only are there bad Nazis, there's like the religious crazy cult Nazis in that movie, which is what makes yep. it even better. And I, they do the right, same thing right. in Hellboy. Like they have, I was actually going to bring up Hellboy, yeah. yeah. They do it. They're just like, okay, not only do we have Nazis, we have a su- like a super yeah, sect of – Yeah, the super set of Nazis. That, well, it's yeah. it's sort of like like this this fun fact, and I'm not really sure how true it is, but that like Hitler was big into the occult, so yeah. like, they were always looking for it, sort of like in Hellboy, like these little like goofy things that they could find that would give them the leg up, and so that, that was uh, – uh, apparently that there there must be some nugget of truth in that because it, it, it is in a lot of stuff. So. <laughs> Which brings us back to as long as most most people believe in it, it's the truth. Right, might as well be anyway. Hellboy was a pretty cool movie. I like I I would have to say I think the original at least the plot was better than the second one. The second one was just how many special effects can we fit in twenty five minutes worth of movie. But uh, I thought I thought Hellboy was a pretty good movie. Yeah, it was. It was definitely as far as that kind of movie goes. It was definitely worth one watch. Like I wasn't disappointed. I saw it. Yeah, James, have you seen that or no? Uh, yes, I have. It, I don't remember a whole lot about it because I saw it. I think pretty much as soon as it came out on DVD, and that's the only time I've seen it. But it, I remember enjoying it. I don't remember the plot so much though. I just kind of remember the. Um, like fight scenes and that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Well, since uh, Jeff stole your Indiana Jones bid, what what movies do you have, James? That that Nazis brought to mind. Um, besides the other Indiana Jones movies, um, <laughs> one that I thought of was uh, Life Is Beautiful, and I, I, br- of- I bring that one up just because it caught me by surprise. I remember, um, kind of going into it with you know a little bit of wariness because I didn't know how, well, one thing, I'm not a big foreign film fan. Um, secondly, it got over-publicized a lot. Uh, Roberto Benigni won the Oscar for Best Actor. Yeah, and jumped around and kissed everybody, and then it was right. blown yeah, that, into it. Yeah, that clearly uh, ridiculous scene. Which doesn't bother me. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I saw the movie, and I was impressed. It was a pretty good movie. It's it's somehow in this you know prison camp, it's kind of a lighthearted story, and it, it it did a really good job. I enjoyed it. Did a, I, I what, don't know if you know the premise of it at no, all. No, I don't. What's the plot? 
basically um, a couple and their son get put into a prison camp, you know, for Jews. And to kind of cushion his son from what was happening, he made it all into a game. Like, okay, you know, stay away from the tank, you know. And, you know, it's he just kind of made it a whole game of, like, hide-and-seek to kind of keep him out of danger and shield him from, you know, the horror of what was going on. Gotcha, gotcha. The the very end of that movie where like where the both the kids' parents are dead and mm-hmm. like the the whole time his dad's been telling him like if you win this you're gonna get a tank and like the very end of the movie is the uh, the allies freeing the prison yep. camp the kid just freaks out because he think he he thinks he won the tank that shows up it's it's like it's yeah. a really touching yeah, scene. The allies ride in on it and stuff yeah, I've, pretty- yeah I haven't seen any of that movie did uh. On, on sort of that same note, have you guys seen Jacob the Liar before? You know, that's, that's the movie that I thought of when I thought of Life is Beautiful, too. That's Jacob the Liar is probably one of the reasons that we're wary when we see a movie like Life is Beautiful, because it's just, I don't know, that struck me as a little bit more of, like, a cheap sympathy, like, you know, like, it's it. you can make any movie about, about that subject, and it's going to be really sad, and you can either do it, like, really well, like Life is Beautiful, or you can do something kind of hacked. I think Jacob the Liar was a little more hacked. Well, yeah, the, I, I'd agree. The one interesting thing about Jacob the Liar, I saw it like a, probably like the second or third time on cable, and I saw the end of it. And the the premise of it is you have they're pretty much in the the ghettos of Poland, right? When pretty much uh, Nazis moved in, took it over, and they have all every all the Jews working for them. And Robin Williams plays the main guy, so he still plays a sort of like a quirky guy. And he acts like he has a radio and lies all the time to keep everybody's hopes up. And at the end, I, I didn't realize this. So at the end, Robin Williams dies. Sorry. Um, and everybody there in the, the ghetto get taken to a um, tournament camp. And the, on the way on the train, Robin Williams is doing some of the narration. And all the things he lies about come true. But when I, when I saw it again, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, that's sort of, that's sort of cheesy, lighthearted, cool. But when I saw it again, Robin Williams is doing the narration, and he says, then the strangest thing happened, and all these lies come true. Then I'm, think, then I'm realizing they're lying to you. That's him saying, yeah, oh, they, they all, everything worked out great. It was perfect. Really, everybody died. But they don't say that. I think that's what they really mean you to think, and I, think, I thought that was really cool. Hmm, I'll see that uh, yeah, I only saw it the once, and I don't really remember that that part. But um, that's the only that's the only that was the saving grace of that movie. Like, wow, he's lying to us, and it, it was it was a really cool way to, to portray the end of that movie. I thought it was cool. And yeah, I think I, a lot of the uh, Nazi movies seem to uh, be focused on concentration camp style plots. Because I mean, there's a couple old ones like The Great Escape and Stalag Seventeen, both pretty good movies, and. You know, older movies, but uh, they they hold their own. And then uh, the pianist is kind of like that, and obviously there's Schindler's List. So yeah, quite a, we kind of fit in that category. Schindler's List. We should probably talk a little bit about. It's another one. I actually have not seen Schindler's List, which Ooh. is a real shame. That's how I was until last year. I finally told myself I have to see this movie, and it was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, I, I, I know. Like, yeah, I know the story, and I know the story behind Schindler, but I've only seen the end of it. So another movie that I've, I, I think I have to recommend it, even though I haven't seen it. It's one of those where it's like, I haven't seen this, but I pretty much know it's going to be a, what I think helps it a lot too. Well, I don't, it's just the fact that they had a decent named actor play one of the Nazis. I mean, it doesn't seem like they do that very often. Come on, Liam Neeson, because he was in the not, he was in the order, right? Or was he just some guy? Yeah, but he was kind of nice. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, what's his face? Uh, Ray Fiennes was the... Really? The, yeah. yeah. So it was kind of neat to just see someone, you know, 
well-known kind of playing, you know, that sort of villain, kind of like how... Uh, Seems Ed, like the type that could play a Nazi pretty yeah, well. Yeah, like, kind of like how Ed Harris does it in an Enemy of the, at the Gates. Yeah, Enemy of the Gates. Damn it, we're, we're getting all these. I got a few of them that nobody's going to get, though. All right, well, we actually do need to start picking it up. So, Jeff, bring out bring out your, your slew. Well, I want to I talk about a type of Nazi that doesn't get talked about very often, and that is Illinois Nazis. Yeah, yes. how did I not think of that? From the Blues oh Brothers. Um, that's that, that, that's uh, really that's all I wanted to say about it. I just wanted to know, wanted everybody to know that that, that I thought of that when Greg said, "Think of Nazi movies." <laughs> I thought of the Blues Brothers. Um, also, I don't know if anybody's uh, seen either the old or new movie, The Producers. Um, but the the idea for the, for it is they're putting out a play called Sprit- uh, Hitler in the Springtime, which is hilarious. Like just a hilarious idea yeah um uh, i also thought of swing kids which uh that is a good movie yeah yeah which is actually a pretty pretty decent movie uh about kids protesting nazi germany by swing dancing um and and swing music overall uh some 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 pretty big stars in that christian bale um yeah i mean is in it Oh yeah, no, Wiley's in it. I forgot about that. Yeah, and oh, that's another one that has a, a well-known person playing a Nazi. Uh, what's his face? The uh, the guy who does all the British Shakespeare. What's his name? The guy that was married. Oh, to Emma uh, Jeremy Irons. No, the guy that's married to Emma Thompson. I'm drawing a blank on his name. I don't know. Oof. Kenneth Doug- Branagh. Oh, is he in that movie? Yeah, Kenneth Branagh plays the, the Nazi who's trying to recruit. Oh yeah, uh, that's right. And the, he's like the yeah, he's the guy that shows up and like starts hit, hitting on his mom. Exactly. Yeah, yep. yeah. He's trying to get. Him oh yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's in. He's in Harry Potter, right? He's in the second Harry Potter yeah, or yep. something like that. Yep. That's good. <laughs> That's the egomaniac. Okay. And yeah, the Robert Sean Leonard, or is it Leonard? Yes. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's the and he's really he's great. Dead poets, and now he's on uh, what is it? House. Yeah, he's pretty good in House too. Yeah, yeah. Good, good movie. I'd rec- I would actually. I'd put a gong of stamp of approval on Swing Kids. I'm throwing it out there. At the it's, yeah, it's certainly, it's certainly a, a good like you know. 7.5 out of 10 movie. Yeah. That's that's for sure. One of my um, favorite movies is the Nazi movie, and that's Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, I was uh, thinking about that. I mean, that's one of my favorite movies of all time, and I think it's one of the best movies of all time, too. So put them in it, As far as war movies, I think it's really tough to beat that. Are we on yeah. the... Have we discussed two Nazi Steven Spielberg movies? I guess it makes sense yeah. for Steven yeah. Spielberg, but... Um, He's all about Nazis and aliens, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I... I um, I, I also and then, and you want to mix the two. That's why you do Raiders Lost. Well, I was going to say, I was going to say, I was going to say, don't forget and Nazis. I was going to say, don't forget dinosaurs. So then, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. Um, I wanted to. Uh, I also wanted to bring up. It's not exactly a movie, but the Band of Brothers. Anyone who hasn't seen that yeah, and enjoyed really Saving good. Private Ryan, it's it's ten hours really well spent. It's a really really good look at probably the most accurate look at what it would probably be like to be in World War Two. Didn't think like did Tom Hanks or something direct that, or did he produce, produce it? it. Okay. I think he directed one of the episodes. Gotcha. Yeah, and there's there's a decent amount of. Uh, actors in that as far as like an ensemble cast alright yeah one movie that I need to mention before we move on is Judgment Nuremberg have you guys seen this movie uh, no oh man you guys need to see this This uh, out of the, all the ones mentioned if you haven't seen this is one of those where it's like I don't know it's like reading a great piece of literature where if you haven't seen this movie you're missing out on having like some basis of argument in the in the rest of a, in the conversation um, Judgment Nuremberg the aftermath of World War 2 and it's based on the the true trials of Judgment in Nuremberg. And it's pretty much the first, I think it is the first time they brought in, like, you know, a worldwide court and try to 
bring justice to this, you know, atrocity. And it's just pretty much a story about how the high ups in the, the Nazi regime and the lower rank people and who's responsible for what happened. And it's a giant, it's a long movie. I think it's, I don't know, three and a half hours. It's long, um, but you do need to see. You do need to see this movie. It's amazing. so it's a documentary, or it's based. No, on no, no. It's not a documentary. It's based on the true story. Okay, yeah. Um, I, I'm sure that. Oh, I don't know if there is a documentary on it, but um, I wouldn't be surprised. There should be. Yeah. The Nuremberg trials are yeah, like yeah, they're pretty famous. Yeah. And you got yeah, you really need to see this movie. Uh, the I forget the main guy in it. Uh, man, I don't remember. But the acting is in it's great. Even though it's long, it's well worth the view, and not only that, you're getting somewhat... I'd, I'd hate to say you're getting a history lesson from a movie, but it's it's as close as you're going to get. Um, yeah, anyhow, la- any last minute? Yeah, real quick, a uh, couple submarine movies. Das Boot was pretty good. Yeah, da- das Boot? Good call. You know, it's about the Germans, so that was yeah. cool. And the, the lesser talented U571 is out there for those generic action films. <laughs> and I'd be remiss if I didn't... Uh, Mentioned Sound of Music being, you know, having some hot ah, involvement. Yeah. Um, one movie that I do like that not people, not a whole lot of people know of, and it kind of reminds me of Memphis Bell in that respect. It's an ensemble cast is A Midnight Clear. So for those of you trying or looking for something new that you haven't checked out, you might want to check that one out. By the way, Judy Garland and Spencer Tracy are the two big, big names in uh, Judgment in Nuremberg. Anyhow, so uh, we actually do need to keep moving. I am. It's almost work time. It's almost work time. And I forgot to mention this in the beginning of the episode, but we are going to now attempt to discuss all our Parker Posey stuff at the end of our uh, broadcast. So we are going to bring up the latest Parker Posey from last week, which was brought to you by myself. And I want to say it was a it was a genius question. Obviously, obviously, the question. Yeah, I enjoyed the question. <laughs> uh, the question was: Name a role that an actor or actress did such a great job in that they immediately became one of your favorite actors or actresses, and then therefore had to see pretty much any movie they were in. Um, lots of responses. I'm going to give the nod to Saltz just because he's a new user and he had a great answer for the beginning, and that was John Turturro in Miller's Crossing, which I haven't seen, but I love John Turturro. So. It's a, it, Miller's Crossing is awesome. After we had that uh, very long Coen Brothers thing, uh, that episode, I uh, I actually went out and saw as many Miller or as many um, Coen Brothers movies as I could, and Miller's Crossing was one of the best ones uh, that they've made. I think it's an awesome yeah, movie, definitely a good movie. Didn't Varys pitch that onto you too? He's like, he, we need to see that movie. Is pretty much what he said. He, he may have said that. Yeah, I think he said like as far as gangster movie go, movies go, this is one of the best, and he was right. Yeah, I'd have to bag Dean on uh, mentioning um, Anthony Hopkins. I can't remember which performance of mine was my first viewing for him, but I definitely will see anything he's in. I really love that actor. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, didn't you say oh, you're going to a special shout-out for uh, mentioning Hearts of Atlantis. Because not many people felt <laughs> that movie, I don't think. And uh, I do It's a really Stephen like. King book or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Interesting. What did you like, Jeff? Um, or didn't like, for that matter. Right. Uh, well, no, I, I I saw a lot of really good ones here. Um, my favorite one, I, I'm probably going to agree with uh, with Greg that Salt really hit the nail on the head with uh, Tatura. I think that was a well thought out answer. Um, there, there was uh, I, I get a huge kick out of the fact that. Uh, that Katie did not know um, John Lovitz's name, which is yeah. pretty, pretty funny to me. <laughs> that John Lovitz, uh, that guy. I can't decide if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, Mike R. actually brought up uh, Don Cheadle uh, playing him in Sammy Davis Jr. in some like HBO movie or something <laughs> like that. And I, I really like Don Cheadle. And maybe if I had seen that movie, I would. And I, I kind of got a kick out of that post just because it's so like that's the movie you saw him in. Yeah, yeah. Sold it. All right, cool. What movie? What movie did you see that you like Don Cheadle in so much? Um, you know, I think I really started liking him in Boogie Nights. Good, good, good pick. Very good pick. Did uh. Yeah, I, I have a lot of good answers. We somebody there was a mention of a Dungeon Siege tale in Salsa's post too, which I thought was hilarious. And uh, yeah, and we had yeah, tons of answers. So we are cutting even more, even closer on time. Got to go to the lightning round once, once again, and we are moving on to our next Parker Posey, which uh, uh, Jeff has for us. Yeah, you know, I thought long and hard about this one, and I think that it's going to be kind of, uh, kind of narrow, I guess. Um, there, there probably won't be that many uh, good answers to it, but I think that the answers that we have will be will be really good. And the question is going to be how um, an actor or actress that changed their physical exp- <clears throat> appearance uh, a lot to, to make the movie that they that um, that they were starring in or just acting in. Uh, and my pick for that is going to be Christian Bale in The Machinist. You he mean got, the clumps? Like, what's that? I said you mean the clumps? The Clumps would be a great answer. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, man. Uh, and it, he, he lost, like, a crazy amount of weight. He's, like, disgustingly skinny in this movie. And um, and yep. it's it's a pretty cool movie, actually. But he's, like, it's he gets scary looking. Like, yeah. Apparently the doctor's worried about him. He looks completely different just because he's so skinny, right? I yeah. Did, I did see that movie. It's a pretty good movie. That's a, I got a kick out of it. Man, I, I was get. Does anyone else get nervous when Jeff brings up the Parker Posey? It's always like some crazy question. Yeah. Anyhow, I've got an answer. This was though. my idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Oh, I don't know. I don't know. The first two that come to my mind: Tom Hanks and uh, that Island movie. What was that stupid movie? Castaway. Castaway. Yeah, I was gonna say Survivor. I wonder why. Um, Castaway. It was. I think it was just everyone made a big to do about it. I think was why. But he goes from. I think he goes from like sixty pounds or something difference from his. They had to shoot some of the movie when he was sort of large, and then the rest of the movie when he was when he lost some weight. Yeah. He had to do it. He had to do it in such a quick amount of time, et cetera, et cetera. And I remember him growing out a scraggly beard too, and he was at some awards show like that, and like, why does he look like that? <laughs> really, I thought the beard was probably just completely fake. That's interesting. Yeah, it was- it's kind of funny. I'm like, oh, that's why. Yeah, here. that's that's one. And the other one I think of, which is a little little less of a less of a good answer, is Cameron Diaz in being John Malkovich. Just because they've made that's her a look, really good call, that made I her think. that made her look. She pretty much made her look hideous. Yeah, Not she hideous, really was on a track. Yeah, yeah. And that movie deserves as many props as I can give it. So being John Malkovich, that, uh, that that'll be that'll probably might be my end pick. James. Um. I'll probably have to go with Mickey Rourke from Sin City. I couldn't hmm. think of much else to go. That's kind of, I don't know, over the top, but the, my other choice would have been De Niro from Raging Bull. But... I was going to say, that's some real low-hanging fruit there. Like, somebody's <laughs> got to pick that one. That's yeah. It. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'll have to go with Mickey Rourke from Sin City. I, re- I just more enjoyed the character a lot more than, uh, than the, the De Niro casting. Hmm. 
Hmm. Yeah, and if I guess uh, in Sin City there were a lot of a yeah, lot of people I'm make not, make over in that movie for sure. I'm not so. real happy about that pick, but I can't. I'm drawing blanks on anybody else. It, well, yeah, so it's, it's, it's almost like it's picking Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> a costume. Yeah, yeah, where do you yeah where do you draw the line? So the yeah, the person exactly. had, it's not makeup we're talking about. It's the person went out of his way to do something special to his body. Right, yeah, that, I would I would say I mean like you know it, or like your Cameron Diaz is good too, like just because it's such a departure from her normal. Normal, like she normally looks pretty in movies, and she looks heinously ugly. Not well, that's not true. But she's just unattractive yeah, and yeah. very homely. Yeah, because if you leave it just the physical change, like natural physical change, it, I think it limits up pretty much. It's pretty much just going to be a weight gain or Sigourney Weaver shaving her head for Alien Three. David Fincher, I win. <laughs> that's a great answer. Nice job. Nice that's job. That's a great answer. So yeah, what's her name? Yeah, uh, Jane. Yeah, we, so, but. I was going to say, we will be trying to... Did you have something else to bring up? Because I'm going to just plug the end. And... No, plug the end. Okay, yeah. So, again, the Parker Posey Play Along has been brought to us by Jeff, and we are looking for any answers you have on the forums where we encourage you guys to give terrible answers, good answers, comment about our answers, whatever you wish, and we will bring it up in the next episode, which will most likely be at the end from now on. Uh, also, again, look into the Christmas uh, Christmas special we're going to have on the 21st on Sunday. Look for information on that in the forums. And you are always uh, invited to listen live as our loyal listener, JKP, again, is here. Congratulations on that. And, uh, yeah, I hope uh, everyone has a great week. James and Jeff, thank you for the input. Hope everyone enjoyed it. Take care. Uh, we will see you guys next week, Tuesday, well, more like Wednesday, right here on the Movie Hour, the David Swimmer Liberation Front Movie Hour. Take care. You know, one thing One thing I wanted to bring up, I can't believe it. I have the list open this whole time. This is going to be my surprise pick for the, the Nazi stuff. And that was going to be Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS. All these, like... Damn it! All I, these, I wanted to say yeah, that, too. All these sexploitation movies of the, the Nazis. Yeah. Schwimmer is not easy to say. Schwimmer. Schwimmer? This his last name. Sounds like you're already fucking it up. David Schwimmer. Yeah. <laughs>